Welcome to Lafrisian Chronicles, Song of Shadows, a magical audio drama storytelling experience. The show contains swearing, allusions to sexual themes, as well as themes of violence. Thank you, and enjoy this episode of Song of Shadows. Half an hour later, the group came to a stop outside a dark storefront, exhausted and panting. There! It's closed! I can open it. You're going to break into a Chuck E. Cheese? I've broken into much weirder places. No! Breaking and entering with intent to commit a misdemeanor is punishable by up to six months in jail and a $200 fine. We're not doing that. I'm not getting locked up because of, of a mechanical rat. It's the only gate on this side of the island. Leslie, New York law doesn't understand fey dangers. We might have to bend some rules here. Yeah, well, do you know what could happen to me if I was caught breaking the law? I could be disbarred. And we could be dismembered if another one of those things shows up. There are cameras! We can all shield so the camera won't see us. But what about her? She's human. She can't shield. I might be able to shield her too. I've been practicing using my magic on other people. If I can heal others, then I should be able to make them invisible, right? That's a big assumption. Well, it's all we've got. Come on, let's bring our shields up. Leslie watched as everyone standing around her slowly began to disappear, vanishing into thin air until the only one left was her. Oh my god, oh my god, this is not happening, this is not real, I have to be dreaming, god please let me wake up. Leslie, I'm still here, I'm right in front of you. (laughs) Jesus! I'm going to try and shield you now, just stand still, okay? Please. This is insane, Hilly. Please, do you trust me? (sighs) Yes, of course I do. Leslie nodded tentatively as she felt Orly's invisible hands grip hers. Orly moved quickly, letting her fingers slide up toward Leslie's wrists and onto her arms, tracing her outline, just as Kaylin once did for her. Orly fought against the memory of Kaylin that slipped into her mind, just as it had many times before, his calloused, gentle hands grazing her arms and her neck. She couldn't help but mark how very different this time felt as she rushed to form Leslie's outline in her mind, before slowly erasing it. She felt a block, a tug, something stopping her from finishing the outline. I'm stuck. On what? Leslie, do do you have something in your pocket? Um, you mean this? Leslie dug into her pocket and opened her palm to reveal the dark-colored gemstone she took from the figure's neck. 
Orly took a closer look and could have sworn she saw the colors of the gem swirling like the night sea during a storm. That explains it. The blocker. It's not letting me finish. Leslie, let me hold on to it. I need to be able to finish the shield. This thing is stopping you from using magic on me? Yeah, exactly. Can I have it back? What? After we're in, can I have it back? Leslie's eyes pleaded with Orly, and without a second thought, Orly nodded. Of course. Leslie handed the gem to Orly, who marveled at the power she felt dancing inside it. The blocker was not meant to affect the wearer, so Orly shoved it into her pocket and continued the outline where she left off. Okay. Did it work? Holy shit! I take that as a yes, then? I can't see her anymore, but I can still see you. It must have something to do with her being human. Even Faye can't see a shielded human. Leslie, it worked. You won't be seen. Can we please go inside now? <sighs> this is too much. I know. God, I know. I'm so sorry. And where are we going again? Ramona's library. She's a Fey librarian. Do you go there often? Let's just say I have the Chuck E. Cheese song memorized by now. We need to go now. Who knows how long it will take for someone else to show up. Leslie, we need to go in now. Just do it already. My favorite words to hear. Shelby walked up to the front door, and within moments, it was open. No alarm, no damage. Impressive. Tell me something I don't know. The five of them, shrouded by invisibility, carefully made their way to the tiny restroom at the back of the arcade. Only Orly could see the look of discomfort on Leslie's face as they wordlessly packed in. A few moments later, they arrived at Ramona's library, or at least what was left of it. The library was destroyed. Loose pages flew about, book covers missing their stories lay flat and broken in a pile by the base of the stairs. The once tall and regal bookshelves were toppled and splintered. Books mangled beneath the weight. The only light was that of the moon seeping through the open window near the dome of the library. Desolate. Empty. Broken. Dominic fell to his knees and even Shelby's face was a look of horror. What happened here? I... I don't know. How could someone do this? They really didn't like that you found something here, did they? Oh my god. Ramona, spread out! Look for her! The team split off, searching each floor of the once grand library, climbing past fallen shelves and piles of shredded pages. Even Leslie began looking around for another living soul. It wasn't long before Orly came to an unsettling, disturbing conclusion. Ramona was number seven. The team met back at the base of the grand staircase. Seven. That's seven Lafrisians missing. Orly, what else have you discovered about these missing Lafrisians? Yeah, maybe it's time to tell us everything you know. Can I help you? Hi, Mr. Stetson. Do I know you? No, I'm here about your husband, Carson Stetson. I was hoping you had a few moments to talk. I already told the police everything I know. I'm not with the police. I'm a... 
private eye, working independently. I'm trying to find your husband. Anything you can tell me that might help my search? He wouldn't have just left. He wasn't like that. Something had to have happened to him. Do you remember him acting strangely? Or anything else out of the ordinary in the last few days before his disappearance? I mean, actually, yeah. He's always been a little anxious. The few days leading up to his disappearance, he would wake up in the middle of the night covered in sweat, with horrible nightmares. Did he tell you what they were about? No. I'm sorry. I'm going to do everything I can to bring your husband back to you. Thank you. She's always been a little odd. Do you remember anything specific from the days before she went missing? I don't pay attention much. She never really got involved with the neighbors. Kept to herself, mostly. You can't think of anything at all? She woke me up a few nights in a row with her screaming. <laughs> I assumed they were just nightmares, because she never had gentleman callers. Nightmares? Just a guess. Thank you for your time. I know you're probably really scared right now. I'm sorry. Did you find my mom? I'm going to try. But I have a few questions for you. Your answers might help me find her. Can you answer some questions for me? Yeah. Did your mom say anything about where she was going before she left? No. Did she do anything different than normal? She had a friend over. She did. Did you know this friend? No. I was supposed to be asleep. Did you hear what they talked about? No. It's super important to know everything I can to help find your mom. Are you sure you didn't hear anything? She came into my room that night. She said she was scared, so she had to have me protect her. She wasn't there when I woke up. Thank you, Logan. Please find my mom. I'm going to try. I promise. I didn't have a chance to visit the others. Nightmares. That seems like the common link here. Yeah, but what does it mean? I don't know. <sighs> I need to contact Kaylin. Shelby and I will see if we can find any clues. Or anything here. I... I don't understand, Orly. What's going on? Fairies are going missing. People like me, and... I can't figure it out. That's not your fault, Ellie. I'm... I'm sorry about your friend. I'm sorry. This is insane. I, I never wanted to drag you into this. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty clear. Considering you waited a year to tell me anything about you. You know almost everything about me, Leslie. But not the most important, most intrinsic facet of your identity. I didn't know how to tell you. I said such awful, closed-minded things, didn't I? You had no way of knowing any of it was real. Yeah. You can't go home. Not yet. I, uh, kind of put that together. Are you okay? <laughs> I've always operated best when I have all the information. I'd like to know where we're going and what the plan is, but, um, 
As long as I'm with you, I... I think I'll be okay. Orly took Leslie's hand in hers and kissed it gently. As soon as Dominic finishes reporting to the king, we will have a better idea of what we're going to do. A king? Yeah, there is a king. He reigns over the land of Lafrisia, which is actually where my parents are from. But not you. Well, they had me when they were on Earth. I've only spent a very short amount of time in Lafrisia. You called yourself a legendary to that first one in the alley. What does that mean? Honestly, I'm still figuring that out. Legendary fairies also have magic, but it's usually more powerful and spans past what the other fae can do. For example, I shielded you from sight, but a normal fae could not do that. Just like I can heal other people. Speaking of, let me see your neck. Orly gripped Leslie's chin and tilted it, giving her a clear look at the wound from the dagger. It had stopped bleeding, but Leslie winced as her head shifted, so Orly knew it must be painful. She leaned forward slightly and pressed a soft kiss on Leslie's neck, just below the wound, and pulled back to watch it close over. You can heal others. <laughs> no wonder you make such a talented doctor. You don't go kissing your patients, do you? Only the cute ones. <laughs> <laughs> There's that laugh that I love so much. I'm sorry you felt like you couldn't tell me. I'm sorry you're going to miss work tomorrow. And probably for the next few days. <laughs> I carry their asses at that firm anyway. Let them sweat without me for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Uh, I almost forgot. Orly reached into her pocket and handed Leslie the blocker. Thank you. This means that my healing magic won't work on you either. I... I know. I just feel safer with it. I understand. It's bad, Kaylin. Really bad. We were at Ellie's looking through her research and there was another attack. She was attacked again? In her own home? Not her, but her roommate was. So we were exposed to humans? Yes, Ellie has definitely exposed herself to her roommate. Can we trust this human? Ellie seems to. She's with us now. Where are you? We ran straight to Ramona's. But, well, Ramona is gone. She's the seventh Lafrisian to disappear in the last few months, according to Ellie. And the library is a disaster. Completely destroyed. It's Really awful, Caitlin. All those books are histories. Disappearances. Why didn't she tell me? Probably because neither of you are speaking to the other. She should have told me. Yeah, well, she's telling us now. It seems like they have nightmares, then they disappear. We're pretty sure we know what the attackers were after, though. What is it? A map. Ever heard of a place called Asmar? Is that on Earth? No. Apparently, it's a new realm. Impossible. That's what I said. But it's true. Or at least it's looking like it is. We were going to try to find a way to get there. But these books... It's not very likely we'll get any useful information from this place. Well, do you know Ramona isn't the only Fey librarian? No. It could be your only shot. 
No. Now who's being stubborn? You know how I feel about them. And they no doubt feel the same about you. But they are incredibly well-versed in the more mysterious parts of our fey histories. And they have the largest collection of books on other realms. Fine, fine, fine. We'll go see them. I'll meet you there. You're joining us? It's about time I stepped in, don't you think? This situation has taken a turn. Yeah, it is. We'll see you there. Dom, what did Kaylin say? He's going to join us. Really? Uh, he's coming here? No, we're going to meet him. Where does he want us to go? Uh, I... So... Oh. He wants us to go see Pendrake? Wait. THE Pendrake? The Pendrake who kicked your scholarly ass at the academy? The Pendrake who beat you up for valedictorian? That Pendrake? Yes, Shelby, that Pendrake. Must we dwell on it? They're a lot smarter than you, right? Shelby... Two points! It was two points! You're going to be so uncomfortable. I am aware of that. How fast can we get there? Why must you revel in my agony? Because you say things like, revel in my agony. So where are we supposed to be meeting him? Pendrake's library is in Lafresia, but they're set up on the other side of the world from Hollow Light, in Drumfell on the continent of Luton. Orly had spent time studying the map of Lafresia when she was preparing to take the throne, all that time ago. She recognized the name and recalled how far of a trek it was from Hollow Light. Are there gates there? Yeah, there's a gate right near the library. I can probably tap into it with a portal from here, so we don't have to travel to the gate entrance in New York. I'm, I'm sorry, portal? We're going to Lafresia, and we have to travel by portal. It's easier than flying. You can fly? I can't, but they can. How? Wings. Retractable. Okay. You're going to be fine, Leslie. We will protect you. Thank you. Um... I'm sorry, I, I don't even know who you are. Nix. Brightborn. Oh, wow, sorry. I should have introduced you all. Uh, Leslie, that's Dominic Winter, and the fun one is Shelby Greylock. Okay, at least if I'm gonna die, I know who I'm dying with. I promise you, you won't die. I'll get the portal up. Huh, moon is full, should be easy enough. Dominic took a few steps away from his companions and toward the grand staircase. He gently let his hands lay on the marble banister, and his palms burned a bright blue. Within moments, the stairs no longer led to the upper floors of the library, but instead led directly to a large, swirling circle of light. Leslie's eyes widened as the room filled with an ethereal glow. All right, time to go. Shelby bounded toward the portal and Leslie took tentative steps forward. Dominic began explaining to Leslie what the sensation might feel like as she passed through. Are you okay? He's really gonna be there. Are you excited or nervous? Yes. <laughs> he will be delighted to see you no matter what. How am I gonna explain this to him? Leslie is a very kind person. He may be shocked at first, but 
I found that honesty is the best way to speak to him. I should have told him already. Probably, but it's past time to worry about that now. Can you love two people at the same time? You tell me. How is he? Do you want the sugar-coated answer or the truth? <laughs> Flax once asked me the same thing when he told me about my parents. What did he say then? Truth. And now? Truth. He's stressed. Being king was never something he planned for. Does he resent that I appointed him? Not at all. He's honored that you thought so highly of him. But... But he is struggling to keep his head above water. Between the shambles arson left and the members of the court giving him a hard time. Not to mention, he's doing all this with a broken heart. Ouch. You wanted the truth? I did. Thank you. Listen, believe it or not, I've been in this position before. Well, a similar one. Between my love for a person and my love for my job. What did you do? I made a choice. One I felt was right for me. Was it? At first, it certainly didn't feel like it. But eventually, yes, it was. Just do what makes you happy, Ellie. That's all anyone wants for you. Thanks, Nix. Are you two coming or not? Coming. Shelby was the first to climb to the portal at the top of the stairs, turning only to offer a quick wink before disappearing into the blue gateway. Nix was next, and Aurelie came up behind Leslie and reached for her hand. Leslie ripped her eyes from the magic spectacle in front of her long enough to smile at Orly before they advanced through the threshold, Dominic close behind. It took a moment for Orly's eyes to adjust to the harsh winds that now threatened to topple her to the ground. A ground, she noted, that was dark, dry, and cracked. It reminded her of a desert in intense heat except heat was most definitely not the cause. Her eyes watered and her fingers ached as the bitter cold air nipped at her. Leslie shivered slightly, her light jacket offering no reprieve from the merciless cold. Glancing around, she noticed that even Shelby, Nix, and Dominic had gripped their arms tighter, teeth chattering. <sighs> Leave it to Pendrake to build their library in a freaking wasteland. Let's get inside, quickly. Nyx turned on her heel and headed toward the lone building on the desolate plain. A tall, gothic obelisk stood towering over them. Orly noticed the building was shaped like Big Ben, but had the flamboyant elements of the Saint-Jacques Tower in France. The bricks were made of a deep black that would have blended into the sky had the moonlight not cast a silver glow onto the tower. Nyx, Shelby, and Dominic led the way and Orly, hand in hand with Leslie, followed closely. They walked briskly across the bridge leading to the tall, double doors at the entrance of the library. Remind me to punch Pendrake. Get in line. You two better behave. You made it. Orly's heart skipped a beat at the sound of his confident and commanding voice. 
Her eyes immediately found him across the foyer. He looked the same, save for the dark circles under his bright blue eyes. Those were new. She took in his armor, a similar black and blue design he had worn to the coronation. But this time he added a new accessory. Sitting atop his head was a circlet of silver and black braided metals. The mark of a king. Nix, Shelby, and Dominic dropped their heads and bowed to him. Orly followed, bending at the waist, but never letting her eyes pull away from him. His eyes found hers as she stood again. Hello, Orly. Hi, Kaylin. The corners of his mouth began to rise into a smile when his eyes drifted downward. His smile faded, and dread filled Orly's heart as she realized what he had seen. Her hand, her hand that was intertwined with someone else's. Thank you for listening. Today's episode was written by Nicole Tuttle and edited by Mariah Clausen and featured the vocal talents of Nicole Tuttle, Mariah Clausen, Adagail Stewart, Emily Buza, Ace Corsaira, ML Erhart, Wes Haas, Briar Zachary, Mike Tilford, and Alden Jacob. This episode was sound designed and edited by Catherine Stanley, along with Mariah Clausen, Griffin Coldron, and Megan Peugeot, featuring the music of John Bartman. And I'm Erica Harmon. Want to stay up to date on all things Lafrigian Chronicles? Follow our social medias for more information about upcoming episodes at Lafrigia Audio on Twitter. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to our show on your favorite podcasting site and leave a review. Until next time, listeners. <laughs>